Did you meet up with your family for Thanksgiving? Will you have a family gathering for Christmas? This is Wednesday, November 29th. For years, Sandy and I were more often with our church family than with our biological family for the holidays. But don't feel sorry for us. Our church family, well, is family to us. In Israel, the times of feasting were times when the family of God came together to celebrate God's goodness and provision. They didn't have the same access to food that we have today. We could feast almost any day we like. But they rarely had the time or the resources for a feast. Once slaughtered animals needed to be consumed quickly. There was no refrigeration. And for much of the year, there just were no fresh fruits or vegetables available to enjoy as we have them today. Now, the Lord asked his people to celebrate the feasts, the great feasts, to bring his people together, to cultivate their joy, and to remind them of his saving works. Here's our text for today from the book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Now this prophetic word from Isaiah tells us of a time that is coming when the world becomes reordered. God is present and brings justice to all the nations and all the people. He extends his truth for everyone to enjoy. Imagine a world where there are no more any weapons for war, no missiles, no guns, no bombs, and no trained warriors because such a peace has come that there is no need for them. The people come together as one family, united together by God who has loved and saved them. Now we know this moment lies in the future. Yet Isaiah gave this word to the people hundreds of years, even before Jesus was born. It seems almost cruel to speak of such things that will take place so far in the distant future. Why does the Lord do this? Well, it's important that we learn about this because our joy is rooted in hope. And our hope is rooted in the promises of God given to us. God tells us what is coming, and we do not wait until that day comes. We live in anticipation of that day right now. You see, the joy of Advent, the coming of Jesus, is two things. It's both now and not yet. First, it's now because Jesus has come the first time. In his coming, he has opened the way to the Father through, through the cross and through his resurrection. We live in the wake of his completed work, and we can enjoy this right now, in a new status with God as his children, in the love that he has lavished on us day after day. It is this experience of the presence of God in our lives that renews our joy 
and helps us focus on what is coming. In the same way that appetizers help us get ready for the main course that is coming, we rejoice in the first coming of Jesus as a way to anticipate his second coming. And that's what Isaiah is telling us about. So what will it be like? Well, first, it will take place at the mountain of the Lord. The feast will be at his house. He will be the host, and we are his invited guests. Jesus often speaks of this. Think, for example, of the parable of the man who was throwing a feast. And that man sent out his servants to the highways and byways to invite people to come in. He said he wanted his table to be full, and there was plenty of room for everyone. Or think of how David ended his great shepherd's song, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David knew that God had a place for him. I think this is why we have such longings and nostalgia about home, because God made, him for, made us for himself, and one day he will bring us home. But second, at this time, God will bring his justice. The evil and injustice we see in the world that breaks our hearts will be dealt with and finally resolved. The disputes we humans have not been able to solve, the Lord will. And the result will be a walking in the light, walking in God's truth, a complete reordering of our world. Now I want to return to our feasting days these are days we look forward to, not because of the food, but because we have rest from our work. We have time to enjoy being together. We have an experience, at least for a little while, of the joy and peace that God intended for us to have in the beginning. It is the desire for this, the longing for this, that God wants to cultivate in us, even now, that we might anticipate it and perhaps now live in the joy of it. You see, our joy has come, but it's also coming. How do we know this? Isaiah did not explain here how these promises would be fulfilled, but later in his prophecy he does. A child will come, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will make it all possible, fulfilling every promise. For as God says, he has spoken, and he will do it. Let's pray. Lord God, lift up our heads, drive away the sadness with sadness with the sight of your goodness. Help us to enjoy the days of feasting ahead as a way to look forward to what you have planned for us in Christ. For we pray in his name. Amen. Amen.